I want to talk about this thing called involuntary association. There's this ability that people have to associate people with certain places, times, things, events. But there's something underlying going on with this. Because I was just watching this Detroit cop that was using all this profanity and has excessive complaints. And he's also being promoted, which is crazy, but that's neither here nor there. I do believe that our police departments out here are images of the community. They are the community, and the community is a part of the police department. They are supposed to be an involuntary association. And the reason why I call it involuntary association is because you cannot separate the police from the community nor the community from the police because they are an intricate an intricate entity. There is such a connection between the two of them. That being said, if one should so happen to join the police force and they have an underlying prejudicial experience, say perhaps with a person of color or even a Caucasian, um, and it were an experience that were traumatic in any way, shape, or form, leaving a lasting impression that may be of detrimental effect. This would put the community at a disadvantage with dealing with a person on this basis. However, the actual ability or transparency to see this type of demeanor would be almost impossible without having an instrumental flow of feedback from the community. That being said, the community has a right to know exactly who these officers are, what's going on with these officers, but the officers also have a right to know who the people in the community are and know what's going on with the people in the community. It's kind of hard to protect and serve people that you don't understand. But one thing you do have to understand is the right to privacy. But the right to privacy is an entitlement that is given to the residents of the community based upon their investment, their personal investment, into that community. Now, the right of the officer is to obey the laws of the land as well as those within the community. But when did the laws of the land ever become associated with disrespect? If you know that you're committing a crime, you're wrong. And if you get caught and you want to blame the police, you're wrong. But in the same note, if you are not a criminal and you're being treated like a criminal from the police department, they're wrong. So when I speak about accountability and transparency, it matters. And it starts where?
Now, there's something I want to say on top of this, okay, while I'm making this recording. I want people to understand this. I will never disrespect officers, even though I've had many officers disrespect me, okay? Um, I do believe that my traumatic experiences are something that need to be placed in a bracket all by themselves, and they are only associated with those people that have the underlying association with that traumatic experience. I do not carry the misconception or I do not carry the miscarriage of justice with me as I walk onto the streets every day. I cannot afford to take those baby steps into healing while carrying those things with me. Now that would be detrimental to my mental health. So I would implore those people out there who try to think of every reason why they need to hate every single damn cop that's out there to let go for a second and think about it. You can't carry that with you everywhere you go because your burden would be so heavy. And by the way, sure is a lot of them out there. So why don't we try and work together, guys? Because I keep asking myself, why can't we all just be friends? And then reality section. Jeez, that's funny. I went to go say reality checks in and sets in at the same time. So, you got them both. There you guys go. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned to the next episode. Every single officer of the law that touches someone's life touches their life in a profound way whether you are stopping us to ensure that others around us are safe or you are coming to our aid and assistance in our time of need you will forever touch our lives I will never forget any of the faces of any of the officers that I have met in my life Many of them have traumatized me. Traumatized me into a way that I did not become untrusting of officers. I became selective in my thought process and in the way that I would implement in speaking with people. I started to understand one day that the person inside of that blue uniform was held to a different standard of life. They dealt with a different standard of procedures than everyone else did that was outside of that uniform. They looked at themselves like they were a united family, and for their family, they would fight and they would fall. They would forge their voices, and they would do anything in the benefit of their family. Now... In real life, reality, there are a lot of people that we come across in our daily lives, and regardless of what form of clothing that they are inside of, whether it is a clergy, whether it is a doctor or a nurse, we hold each and every single person to a set of standards.
But all of these people across the board are held to a set of standards that must always be equal. Never should anyone on any level of life at any age, race, gender, be subjected to subhumane treatment, be subjected to disrespect. This cannot be tolerated. Looking for the best interests of mankind is looking forward and understanding that there should be a professional allegiance out there and that there always has been an underlying invisible if nothing else bond that is very blatant to the human eye occupational allegiance is what it is never change people are very intricate parts of each other's lives They go to the same shows, they eat at the same restaurants, they share holidays, you know, they share holiday parties. They become extensions of each other's families. The only problem in life, I do believe, is that there became a point where people forgot that that extension was supposed to go beyond your job. It was supposed to go beyond your home. It's supposed to go beyond your church. It's supposed to go beyond your restaurants, beyond your comfort zone. That love, that admiration, that sincerity, the inspiration that comes from the camaraderie of man, kind. It comes when people stop looking at what we're wearing and start seeing the person inside of the uniform. So there's a lot of sensitivity training that's been going on around here. And I understand that people think that what makes you Sensitive is understanding life itself and perhaps reading some literature that is most definitely a definitive depiction of what they're trying to get across as far as their message of equality and understanding critical thinking and the analytic views underlying. And I believe this is very honorable. But the first thing about understanding who we are and what we are and why we are the way we are is understanding that there is an underlying motive. There is a raw intention. And if that raw intention is for justice, well then, justice it shall be. And if the raw intention is for criminality, than crime it will be. There's something about having a balance in between and understanding that the camaraderie of man and the, and the correlation of crime go hand in hand. 
When the community starts to speak with one another again, when they start to trust one another again, we will be able to build in ways that we have never built before. And I believe that the community will trust. But it starts with a step. So let's start with step one. Now, this is for every single officer out there who has lost someone or has put their lives out on the line to try and protect someone. Thank you so much for your duty. Your duty has not been forgotten. I will not let one or some people's mistakes or blemishes eclipse your achievements. So kudos to all of you. And continue to do the great jobs that you do. Godspeed. Amen.